Ten years ago, when social media was kind of a new thing, everyone was measuring how big businesses were using the tools. But that wasn't my world. And so I started studying how small businesses were using digital marketing tools. A decade later, I'm still asking those questions. And today's podcast, we look at some of the high-level results from our annual digital marketing survey. Curious? You'll need to listen to the rest of the episode. Okay, here's the show. Welcome to More Than a Few Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is part of the digital toolbox from Roundpick, and this is your host, Lorraine Ball. Today, well, I'm going to move out of the host seat and move into the guest chair and let our content expert, Sam Von Tobel, take over the host chair. Hey, Sam. Hey, I'm, I'm taking over today. Yes, so you are. It's, uh, it's nice to be on the other side, <laughs> I, I suppose. Today's an exciting day because we're getting ready to roll out our annual digital marketing survey. And, and every year we break this out. It's always exciting to me. And I know you're the, you're the big numbers geek, so I can only imagine how exciting it is for you. <laughs> but just some of the things we're able to learn from it each year is really helpful. Absolutely. And one of the cool things about the study is that we've been asking these questions since 2010. And so we really not only get a great snapshot of where we are right now in social media, but we also have an opportunity to look back and see what's changed and what hasn't. Yeah, because if you think back to 2012, Facebook was nothing like it is today. And, you know, Instagram wasn't even around and people were just kind of figuring out this, what's this email marketing thing? The times have changed. But one of the interesting things we noticed was on some of the bigger, broader topics, not a lot has changed over the last couple of years. The one that really surprised me is how much time do you spend on your digital marketing? There are so many more places to be and so many more tools that you could be using. But when you ask business owners, the majority, the vast majority are still spending less than an hour a day. And that has been fairly constant since the beginning. And I think a lot of that comes into the people that, you know, that answer the survey, they're kind of doing that themselves at this point. So, you know, they're trying to juggle running a business and doing everything that entails that, that an hour a day tops is maybe all they can really invest. That's all the bandwidth they have. Absolutely. This year, that is one of the changes that we did see is there are more people who took the survey this year who say that they have some outside help. They are hiring agencies, which obviously is good news (laughs) for me, but I think it is an indication that this has moved into a different arena where people are taking it more seriously as a marketing channel. Yeah, which I think overall is is a great shift in direction. So with some of that kind of in the back of our minds, you kind of focused on some new questions this year. What were some of the things that stood out to you? One of the questions that we asked this year, it was new, but it wasn't. We had actually asked this question way back in 2010. We haven't asked it since then. We always ask, what is your primary business platform? And there's some interesting things there, but This year, we asked, where do you have profiles? And so people could select more than one platform. And I wasn't surprised to see that 84% of everybody in the survey said, yeah, I've got a Facebook profile. LinkedIn, 68%. The one that surprised me, because it's really come out of nowhere, is Instagram was at 59%. Yeah. And and I think that's a bit surprising for me as well, because think about plumber or people in in a service industry like that, 
Instagram may not be the best place for them. They may not be able to get a lot of value out of it, but they just know from, from hearing everything, oh, Instagram's the place to be. Instagram's the big platform. So I think maybe that drives some decision-making on just, oh, everyone says I need to be there. So here I am. I think you're absolutely right about that. There's a little bit of pressure involved. And so people jump there. The one that really surprised me that I think businesses should have some pressure is Google My Business. Yeah, uh, we took a look and it was only 30%. And for anyone with a retail location, Google My Business is a must have. Definitely anybody with a retail location, but even a company like ours, we don't have a retail location. I mean, y'all can drop by Round Peg if you're in the area, but people don't necessarily come here as a destination. But what they do is they search on Google marketing company near me. And if you don't have a strong Google My Business presence, you're missing out on that SEO opportunity. Yeah, Google My Business is a really interesting platform because it's kind of half social media and half just search engine. Uh, so you really kind of get the benefits of both. And, uh, you know, like you mentioned, if, if local search is a big part of your, uh, of your strategy, then Google My Business is a must have. And for all, that being 30% to Instagram being almost 60%, it should be the other way around. It absolutely should, but it's kind of like broccoli. <laughs> it's good for you, but people don't always want to do what's good for you. And that's one of the things that has remained fairly constant through the years that we've looked at the survey is that people do things that they want to do that are fun or easy, but not necessarily always the most beneficial. Yeah, absolutely. I have begun to notice a little more noise kind of coming behind Google My Business. So I think people are starting to figure out that that's more of an important place to play. So I'll be really interested to see that number grow over the next couple of years. I hope so too, because many of the people that take our survey are friends and clients and businesses we care about, and I certainly want them to be successful. Something else that I was thinking about, you know, when we were talking just a minute ago about what people should be doing versus what they are doing. And that revolves around the topic of metrics. Yeah. Um, what, what in your kind of looking through the numbers this year, what really stood out to you there? To some extent, one of the things, and this has been a trend for several years, is a declining appetite for metrics, where in 2012, 75% of people said they, they were monitoring their web traffic and using that as a way of gauging their effectiveness. And today that number is 55%. And that decline is pretty consistent on all of those metrics. People are just not, they're not, they, at least they say they're not measuring. And I wonder if it's a little bit of disillusionment. Yeah. Um, and, and like you said, some people just don't have the stomach for numbers, it, it would seem. Uh, the one thing I did notice looking at it was social media related activity, friends and followers, comments, likes, shares, things like that. That's on the rise over web traffic and, and some of those metrics. And I think that maybe kind of feeds into the same kind of thought process behind people, you know, kind of getting on the Instagram bandwagon is, oh, social media is important. These are the things I need to watch where it may or may not be the correct metric. Absolutely. That idea of metrics fall into a couple of categories, attraction, engagement, lead generation. And you have the opportunity with internet and digital marketing to really look at your whole sales funnel. And I think people focus more on the easy things. Oh, look, I have more fans. Oh, look, somebody liked my post. Rather than asking themselves the hard question, 
when they came to your website? Did they fill out a conversion form? Did they sign up for your email newsletter? And those kind of metrics really tell you a lot more about your marketing, but it's harder and it's more time consuming and people don't seem to want to focus that much energy. Yeah. And looking at those two in particular, the the contact forms, downloads and email subscriptions, those were just over 20%. Those are people that are really a lot more qualified than just, oh, I follow you on Facebook. So really kind of taking that extra step to follow the metrics that are really going to be impactful. Absolutely. So there's a ton more numbers. There's lots of graphs and lots of charts. And really, this is a topic that it's fun to talk about on the podcast, but it's way more beneficial if people can read the report. Yeah, absolutely. And we will have that out. um... When this podcast is live, the report will be completed. There we go. And you'll be able to find it at roundpeg.biz slash survey. I can't wait, Lorraine. Thanks. Thank you. If you have enjoyed today's conversation, if you'd like to learn more about other marketing topics, be sure to check out our blog at roundpeg.biz. And when you're done with this episode, be sure to look for others wherever you listen to podcasts. Listen to two. They're short. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.